Looking to create your best self, whether it's good for you lifestyle hacks, smarter ways to supplement, or tasty tips to fuel optimal health, Talk Healthy Today provides you the latest research tools and common sense tips you need to get and stay healthy starting today. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Talk Healthy Today. I am absolutely in love with doing this podcast. I would be thrilled if you rated, reviewed, and subscribed to the podcast. Now, on to the show. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Talk Healthy Today. I get so inspired by people who have been able to turn their health around, and we have a fantastic guest today. Her name is Esther Blum. She is a four-times best-selling author, integrative dietitian, and high-performance coach who has helped thousands of women permanently treat the root cause of their health struggles and find joy in their lives. Today, we're going to talk about how your health is completely fixable. You are capable of healing no matter what your starting point point. I'd love that. Esther, hello. Welcome to Talk Healthy Today. (laughs) Thanks, Lisa, for having me. It's great to have you on. You know, I noticed too that we were both guests on Carol Alt's show, A Healthy You. Wasn't that fun? Oh my gosh. Well, when I was on the show, poor Carol was having like the most excruciating back trouble. So she would totally smile for the camera and be completely composed. And the minute the camera shut off, she was like doubled over, hanging over the table, like breathing heavily. I was like, oh my God, are you okay? It was, I really felt terrible for her, but she's pretty amazing. Oh my gosh. Well, I remember feeling embarrassed because for some reason I thought she was super into Pilates. So I got her this like Pilates shirt or Pilates addict or something. And (laughs) during the live show, I was like, well, I know you're into Pilates. And she goes, yoga. I go, yoga. So I thought, okay, I guess I'm keeping... (laughs) But Carol was great. She's been on our show, uh, on my other show, Naturally Savvy, a bunch of times. I was on her show a few times. Anyway, I saw that and I just thought that was a good experience. I hope her back is feeling much better. Speaking of not feeling your best, my goodness, I was reading that you had a whole bunch of stuff going on. Tell us about your health Mm. situation and, and then we'll jump into how to turn it around or how you did and how we can all help ourselves. Yeah, well, I have no doubt in my mind after having gone through, you know, mercury toxicity and severe Epstein-Barr, and now I'm treating mold and Lyme, and it's really been to the benefit of my patients, of my people, um, because what I've learned, you know, I, I certainly am not an expert in Lyme and mold, um, and I work with functional medicine doctors, but you know, I I do see tremendous turnarounds in um, in my patients and uh, in myself. And really, what enabled me, I believe, the root cause of all of this is the mindset um, that it's. I have decided to be just to become, um, you know, unafraid and to really not stress about things when they're going on and instead asking questions of my body, asking my body to lead me, to tell me what's happening. So now that I know, like as I'm going through Lyme treatment or mold treatment, um, you know, I, I think of what do I need to do? You know, are, am I feeling okay on my treatment? Was today a bad day? If so, why? What did I do differently? Am I increasing my dose of things or do I need to decrease? So it's just staying in the question of it all. And obviously working with a practitioner who listens to you, who totally gets you, is not going to gaslight you because I did have, I mean, my more hopeless years were the years when I didn't have good practitioners and would they would totally gaslight me. One was um, this doctor, I remember, he gave me a copy of the Kabbalah and told me to put it under my pillow 
and then wrote me a prescription for Xanax. <laughs> was like, okay, that guy needs his license taken oh, away. Oh, yeah. I was like, wow. Or going to my primary care physician, and I said, you know, I know I'm going to get through this all. And he said, I, I said, I truly believe I'm going to get through this. And he said, you do? And I was like, wow. It was really profound. And listen, I'm speaking for people everywhere. We've all had these experiences, right? And most people who come to me have been to five to 10 doctors before they come and see me. And I work on their gut and their hormones and their nutrient imbalances and their mindset. And I I hook them up to practitioners who I have vetted, who I know will listen to them and get them, or I will advocate with them with their own physicians um, because it's just, it's absolutely unacceptable. And if you don't listen to your patients, if you're not hearing what they're saying, like, what are you doing healing, you know, thinking you're healing people, you know, you really have to listen. And I always, you know, a lot of people when they come to see me, they're like, are you going to put me on some crazy diet? Are you I'm like, no, you're my partner in this, right? Like yeah. you're, you're driving the ship. I'm actually the co-captain. I might tell you to turn directions, but you're going to report back to me how you feel. And like, If you want a cocktail here and there, let's figure out how to fit that in. I don't expect you to never have a cocktail or chocolate or whatever your drug of choice is, right? Um, Because that also does horrible things to the mind and the body. So, So it's really like treating the whole person is paramount. Who you are as a person, how you live your life. You know, are you balancing the needs of your family? Do you have a job that's very demanding? Do you just feel so physically unwell? You can't get out of bed or can't get up the steps and like really prioritizing. You know, I get my my people to prioritize. Say, what's the first thing you want to work on? And for most people, it's either sleep or energy. I'm like, great. Before we fix the weight loss and the hormone imbalance, let's get your sleep and energy because those, when you fix your sleep, that's kind of your metabolic mistress, right? And it's it's the reset button. And I believe me, I'm particularly sensitive to that. I went through years and years of horrible insomnia where I had two to four hours of broken sleep at night for years, years. And I had a toddler. I had a job. I was treating my own patients. I was writing books. Like it was so hard. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. And so like, I always want to fix people's sleep because you see the world through a different lens when you are not sleeping. So we fix the sleep. Right. We get the energy. Then the hormones start to balance out. The gut calms down. The inflammation calms down. You can fix your immune system um, and start really moving the needle with your health. Well, when did you first get interested in healthy living? So I grew up in a family of doctors. My grandfather was an ears, nose and throat surgeon. Uh, he, He was one of the first graduating classes of NYU Medical School in 1921. And he had this steady as hands. He was a painter in his spare time. So he took my tonsils out. He had an operating room in his house in Flatbush, Brooklyn. He had a full surgical office. They had 12 pediatric beds. They had a consultation and a treatment room. So I slept over Poppy and Nanny and Poppy's house and she put the ether mask over my face. He trained her to be the anesthesiologist and he took my tonsils out. Can you imagine? No, that's amazing. uh, (laughs) Can you imagine? So I grew up with that. And then my dad was a dermatologist. My mom was a nurse. So like Science and healing was around me, and I was fascinated by science. It came so easily to me in school. 
um, except for physics. So I did not go to medical school, but I got a degree in clinical nutrition, which was like a pre-med degree. And my, my grandfather totally lit into me. He's like, what do you mean you're not going to be a doctor? Like, you're not going to go to medical school. Like, you're never going to be a success. You're never going to make money. I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to be a success and make money. So, uh, but, um, you know, and he lived to see me on TV and all that good stuff. That's but great. So I love the science. And it wasn't until I was in the field, you know, um, I have a bachelor's and a master's degree. And it wasn't until years after that that I started to get sick. I was actually super healthy, super lean, working out, muscular, uh, really fit. And then I was eating a lot of tuna fish sandwiches when I was a hospital dietitian because you got free food and... You know, uh, that was what was there. And I, I developed a whopping case of mercury toxicity. And, and one day my thyroid just died. And I packed on like 20 pounds in three months. And it developed like wicked irritable bowel. And I was like, what is going on? And it took me like three years to find a good doctor. I didn't really know about functional medicine then. It took me three years to find a good doctor once I was in functional medicine to to treat me. And then, um, you know, after that I, I went rogue, I left the hospital and, and got my degree in functional medicine and never looked back, you know, oh, that's amazing. So you knew, so because of your background, when you discovered you had the mercury toxicity, you were able to take it into your own hands in a sense, but also work with other practitioners that could help get you on the road to healing. No, it took me three. I got really sick first. Um, And then it took me three years to find a practitioner to treat me. And, you know, I trained, I ran the New York city marathon during that time. And I, I, (laughs) (laughs) told you mental strength, mental strength, but, um, you know, and I was like, I felt, pretty good, but I was pretty much shitting my pants all the time. So that wasn't so good. And it wasn't so great. And then within two weeks of treatment, my gut completely returned to normal. Well, what was the treatment? I mean, I, it's, I'm so oh, curious. Well, um, so I, oh my gosh, I went to this amazing man in Western Mass, Gary Lesteski. He's still in practice. Um, Gary put me on Captimer, which is DMSA, which binds mercury and pulled it out. And then he put me on a lot of nutrients to protect my brain and nervous system because mercury, if you're, you have to be really careful how you pull it out because it can cross the blood brain barrier. So, and I, I did have like terrible brain fog before he treated me. So, um, put me on Captimer. He put me on phosphatidylcholine to really protect the brain, a lot of fish oils. And he put me on um, Spanish black radish, which helps with phase two detox in the liver. It's a standard process product. Um, I think I had a lot of vitamin C. Um, The protocol is in my first book, Eat, Drink, and Be Gorgeous. I put my whole protocol. But now, you know, when I see, when I know people have just a lot of exposure to mercury, you know, I'll put them on, there's some really good uh, foods that actually bind mercury too, if you're until you can get in the hands of a practitioner, but um, seaweed, like dulse flakes, um, cilantro, spirulina, and barley grass juice powder. If you can make a smoothie with those and, you know, put in some fruit and protein powder, whatever, those act like sponges and really bind mercury. And wild blueberries are very neuroprotective and really protect the brain and help with cognitive function and age-related memory loss. So, um, all of those, but it's fascinating to me, right? Like I remember being so sick and even later, like when I had really bad Epstein-Barr, my brain was so, so bad, so foggy. I asked my husband, like, do we, I was like, were we ever in Italy? We took a 10 day trip to Italy together. And I like, didn't even remember. 
didn't even remember it. And so like, I'm here to, I'm living proof in here to tell you, like you, you can get it back. Your body is rarely so far gone that you can't, you know, unless you're, you know, type one diabetic or you've had an amputation, those things I, I can't put back for you. But the most of the other things that come on suddenly are reversible. I even have clients who um, have had up to four autoimmune conditions and they've all gone into remission where the person has the blood work of a person without any autoimmune conditions whatsoever. So, and that's just through diet and some simple supplements and lifestyle. So it's really all doable and fixable, but you've got to have the right team with you, working with you, partnering. Sounds like it. Now, the Epstein-Barr came after you were healed from the mercury? Yeah. That must have been so frustrating. You come over this huge hurdle in your health, in your life, and then it's like, what the flip? Well, it was years and years apart. The mercury toxicity, that happened in my late 20s. So by the time I was like 30, uh, 32, 33, it was done. Um, And then... After I had my son, that's when I got really sick again. So when I had my all my tonsil issues, when I was a little kid, I was sick like every month, ear infections, tonsillitis, antibiotics, ear infection, tonsil. Oh, that's and that antibiotics. Was, oh, the worst. So that was probably Epstein-Barr that got reignited after childbirth and like was just a beast, just physically could not. I breastfed my son for a year and went back to work. I was writing books and... Um, could not fall asleep, could not stay asleep, could not fall asleep. So um, then, yeah, that to me and had, I also had postpartum depression that was completely Mm. undiagnosed. Like I didn't even know what it was until I read about years later. And I was like, I had suicidal thoughts. I wanted to kill myself just to sleep. I was like, maybe if I end it, I can at least sleep and I won't be so tired. Like I really was in such a dark, horrible place. And um, so that that was very, the Epstein-Barr was by far my most frustrating thing because no one figured me out at all for a long time. And it's still mysterious why the insomnia developed. It really wasn't clear. And then uh, still my body went through so many changes. Only recently was I diagnosed with Lyme and mold. And I have had many Lyme tests. This was my fourth Lyme test. So it's like, it's really, you know, it's certainly expensive too. I could have had a Kelly bag by now, let's be clear. But um, so, yeah, but you know, again, like because I do what I do, I really use it all as research purposes and sort of underwrite everything as I'm like, okay, well, this is my tutorial and every doctor I work with, I learn something from. It's so hard when you, when you're going through something or someone you love, you know, my mother had chronic illness starting when I was 13 she literally just one day woke up and was covered in this horrible rash from like head to toe. She was always a very slim woman. She was around five, six, and she got down to like 80 something pounds. It was horrible. Everything she ate made her sick. Um, she was down to like chicken and broccoli. And this was in the 90s, in like the late 80s. And it's like, Everyone was just like, you're just crazy. Or they made her, even her friends were like, here comes Diane with her little, you know, cold pack of food. And they just didn't get it. It just, they all thought she was just crazy, basically. And it was so frustrating. And then she died at 57 from ovarian cancer, never getting the help she needed. And 
it just breaks my heart. And so to see someone like you and know that you healed yourself and that you're out there, you know, I just wish that she had had that, but it was a different time. We didn't know as much. There was a lot of, especially there's still that like hysterical woman thing going on. I, I mean, obviously you can find good practitioners, but they're still sort of like, oh, pat you on the back. You're fine. You're just, you know, hormonal or whatever. So I'm just so glad that you're doing well and that because I saw what a huge impact that made. And then before that, she had chronic knee pain from some bad surgeries in the early 70s. She had to carry ice everywhere. It was just so when you love someone that's chronically ill and nobody's understanding, it's so incredibly tragic, really. Well, first of all, I'm so sorry about your mom. That is a tragic story indeed. And I, I will wonder like, what was the root cause of all that? Was it immune dysfunction that enabled the cancer to take over? Yeah, that's Um, what I was wondering. You know, that's, I, I, something was off. So it's really heartbreaking. She didn't get the care she needs, but how beautiful that you're turning into this podcast and helping other people and Yeah, exactly. Like I went into the health field because I wanted to help people and I got my master's in public health. And for a long time, I worked in health education and different clinics and different settings. And then I got into health media and I've been doing that now for 20 years. So it is, but to be able to bring on awesome people like you to, you know, engage and enrich and possibly change the listeners' lives, right? I mean, that's, that's what I feel like I meant to do. Yeah, absolutely. Unequivocally. And you know, it is, it's, it's really heartbreaking um, to witness someone go through it and it's heartbreaking to go through it because you'll see after a while, right? Like people will call you crazy or will, you know, I, I recently had a family member say to me, you know, I think you just need some therapy. And I said, nope, something, this is not a, a psychological issue. There's something physically wrong. And then I came back and told her, I was like, no, these are actually my diagnosis, which showed up on clinical lab tests. And she was like, oh, so it is, it can be very isolating and lonely and people mean well, and they, they honestly want to help, but you do have to kind of be careful with who you tell your health stuff to, because not everyone is your target audience. And, and a lot of people just don't know. They're not educated on a lot of health issues because they themselves have never had them, so they're not going to understand what you're going through. But that's why, again, it's really great to have a team of practitioners who understand you, who hold your hand through, who support you. And that's really what I love to do with my clients. I'm like, I don't always have the answer, but let me do some research or let me hook you up with someone who does. And then at least they feel supported and heard because who does not want to feel seen and heard? Exactly. Now, what are some of the things, are there some primary issues that you work with, uh, with your clients? Are there certain things that stand out? Yes. I work with people going through menopause and uh, people with gut issues And I mean, I work with all types of chronic illness and some mystery illnesses too, but my avatar is a menopausal woman. And what happens, and I do, and I do treat men too, um, but what happens is um, we go through all sorts of interesting changes through menopause, right? And, you know, the classic list, right? The the avatar that I treat is a woman who is going through some combination or all of the following, right? Hot flashes, vaginal dryness, night sweats, insomnia, irritability, weight gain, bloating, constipation, food sensitivities. Um, All of those things happen during menopause. Why? Because the estrobolome, that is the 
the estrogen-mediated gut bacteria takes a nosedive when you are in menopause. Your beautiful mucus gut lining changes in your small intestine or thins out, and you can develop a leaky gut. Your hydrochloric acid production is low. Then you start, all of a sudden, you're like, God, I'm so bloated, and I feel like I gained 20 pounds overnight because your cortisol also really can either hit rock bottom yep. where I have women coming to me, you know, spinning themselves silly on Pelotons and crashing hard and like crying with exhaustion. They feel great for two hours and then they're crying with exhaustion and have to nap by 3 p.m. So, or they drink more Starbucks and then can't sleep at night. So there's that. Or I have people with, you know, super, super high cortisol, because this is also the point in life where we have aging or sick parents, if they're still alive, and often teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's the perfect storm for you to be really super stressed and burned out. So, um, so cortisol goes wonky, and when progesterone and estrogen bottom out, your sleep goes and your irritability comes up. So the first thing I do before anyone even walks in the door is I do extensive blood testing and look at metabolic markers, like a very comprehensive thyroid panel. I look at um, your glucose and insulin management. I will look at your red blood cell, magnesium and zinc and vitamin D. I will look at, you know, a whole comprehensive panel and uh, inflammatory markers, autoimmune markers. I really check those out. And then I have people do stool testing. I look at the bacteria in your gut. I look at whether or not you have a leaky gut, a gluten intolerance, whether you have autoimmune markers, whether or not you have pathogens or dysbiosis. Um, so we really fix the gut because... Um, in some cases, you can be recycling your estrogen in your gut also and not detoxing well. So you want to make sure that your inflammation is low in your intestinal tract and that you're producing the proper amount of neurotransmitters you need to help you make serotonin and dopamine and help you sleep at night. Then I will also look at your hormones and look at your cortisol. I look at all your androgens. I look at your not only your hormone production, but your methylation pathways and your detoxification. Because if you're heading down the wrong pathway, we have to clean that up. Because if you're a candidate for hormone replacement, if you don't clean up those pathways and get your estrogen down the right pathways, you can be at risk for estrogen-mediated cancers. So I really make sure, you know, some people say, well, I have a family history of breast cancer, therefore I can't take hormones. Or ovarian or uterine cancer. That's actually not true. It's not accurate. But with cancer, right, and with a predisposition to cancer, you have to make sure that your liver is functioning optimally and your detox pathways are on par. That's where people run into trouble with cancer is it's immune dysfunction. It's often gut dysfunction or it's poor detox pathways or both. And so cancer, you know, um, there's a brilliant uh, man, Donnie Yates, who I've learned a ton from on cancer. He started the Madiri Foundation out in, I think it's Washington or Oregon. But, and, you know, and he is, he never treats the cancer. He actually treats all the imbalances in the body so the immune system can manage cancer. Because we all have the genes for cancer, but we don't all express it. 
So it's really important, you know, and I'm very cognizant of people, even if, if they do go on hormones, I make sure they're routinely following up and getting their blood levels checked and we recheck their hormones because um, down the line, you've really got to make sure everything's buttoned up and functioning smoothly. And that's just a part of your medical care on hormone replacement. Yeah. Okay. I need to work with you because I went into forced medical menopause at 48 because I had a full hysterectomy because I had fibroids the size of cantaloupes. And because my mother died of ovarian cancer, I was like, just take it. And I already, I had my daughter. I didn't want any more kids. I was like, just take it all. And I've been on the bioidentical hormones and, but I don't even remember the last time I got my blood checked. I mean, this is terrible. I can't believe I just submitted that, but I'm, I'm valuable, obviously. So, I mean, we're, like I said, we'll talk, but yeah, that's so interesting because nobody told me about the whole thing that you just said, you know, they're just like, okay, here's some hormones and I've been taking them and I feel good, but I don't know what's going on with my detoxing and all the other things that you just right. mentioned. So. Well, I'm so glad that we're having this convo, but I'm also glad you're feeling good because yeah, I do feel good. And here's the other thing too. So yeah, so I work with clients and I, I help them optimize their diet because you really your diet. If your diet's garbage, your hormones aren't going to fix that. You got to really optimize your diet. Um, and I put people on supportive supplements as needed by their test results, and then uh, lifestyle changes and or and or hormones, but. Um, uh, what was my, I lost my train of thought, but basically, you know, if you are, um, oh, a lot of people then will go to their doctor and say, okay, um, I've done my test. These are my recommended dosages of hormones and the doctor won't prescribe them because the way I prescribe hormones is individually, there's many different ways to administer hormones. Estrogen is usually in the form of a patch. Progesterone is orally, either with a, a trochee or um, a pill. What's a trochee? The French word is, is troche. It's really how you're supposed to say it. The Americans bastardize it and say trochee, but it's a dissolvable. It looks like a square piece of wax and it tastes foul, but you put it under your tongue and it dissolves. You, you dissolve half of it under your tongue and then swallow the rest. And progesterone... Um, is so amazing for sleep. I, I take it, I'm not even fully menopausal and I still take it just for sleep. Um, and it is so ridiculously safe and it makes GABA, which is an amazing neurotransmitter. For sleep, it's amazing. It's the best. It, it really does make a difference. Oh my gosh, yeah. I can't, at this point, I can't sleep without it as well as I do with it. Um, and progesterone also treats, you know, a lot of women get horrible anxiety and depression during menopause, because again, your your gut is inflamed and your neurotransmitters and your cortisol can be really out of balance and you're deficient in progesterone and progesterone is that really calm, chill vibe that, that helps you fall and stay asleep and reduces anxiety and irritability. So it's not all in your head, people. Um, you are justified if you're feeling this way and you're menopausal and you just need the right hormone cocktail. So if my p patient's doctors won't prescribe it for them, then I just connect them to doctors I know who do telemedicine all over the country and will look at the lab tests I've done and say, great, here are the hormones and we're done. And, and they get their quality of life back. So, and yes, you should be on bioidentical hormones because you will pay a little more, but it's just the detoxification is better. There's nothing synthetic in there. Um, your body recognizes and assimilates more easily. And it's just gentler on the system. 
You know, I want to ask you a bit about your books. Okay, women don't get fat, eat, drink, and be gorgeous. Secrets of Gorgeous and the Eat, Drink, and Be Gorgeous Project. Wow. Okay. That's incredible. First of all, I need to read all of those. I want to have you back. We can talk about all of them. <laughs> so you're a fan of paleo. I wrote, yeah, I wrote a paleo diet book for women. Okay. Um, the paleo diet books out there, you know, uh, there's Diane Sanfilippo wrote Practical Paleo, which is a good one. Um, and Sarah Fergozo and Rob Wolf did write a paleo diet book, uh, or paleo diet cookbook with Sarah Fergozo. Rob Wolf wrote the paleo diet, but the most of them were really dude centric and, you know, they don't address the hormonal needs of women. So something very big in the paleo community is intermittent fasting. Well, when I was writing the book, I looked at 73 studies on intermittent fasting. Oh, wow. Only 13 were done on women. Come on, people. Okay. And menstruating women, guess what? Menstruating women have very different uh, insulin sensitivity between weeks one and two and weeks three and four. Okay. The first half of your cycle, you're loving life, right? You're sleeping well, you're not hungry, you're not moody, you're not irritable, and you're not craving anything. Your appetite is like, is chill. Second half of your cycle, it's like the beast awakens, right? <laughs> your, your progesterone and estrogen start to decline. All of a sudden, you're hungry, you're craving, you're irritable, your sleep stinks, and your ability to handle insulin, uh, your insulin management and your ability to handle carbs decreases exponentially. So that is a horrible time for a woman to be doing intermittent fasting, it's also a horrible time for women to be exercising hard the second half of their cycle. I'm like, do your heavy weights the first half. The second half, maybe just slow down the tempo. Don't do all that crazy cardio. Do walking and yoga and more restorative things. Um, and so my women who do well in intermittent fasting are usually younger and can, and like have the adrenal bandwidth to do it. Or women in menopause, because there's no monthly, you know, there's right. no up and down. You're much more stable at that point. Once you're on hormones and your estrogen's regulated, you're primed to lose weight. So, um, you know, that's something that we want to be mindful of. So my book, Cave Women Don't Get Fat, addresses the hormonal needs of women. It teaches you to find your own unique carb tolerance. I am not anti-carb. I am very pro-carb. If I don't eat, personally, I can tell you if I don't eat carbs at night, I don't sleep. But I will also tell you that I treat a tremendous amount of women who have done keto, who exercise their little tushies off and are super low carb and they lose all this weight only to get and they'll sustain it for a year or two. And then they gain it all back and then some, and their bodies are completely resistant to further weight loss because their thyroid function, their T4 no longer converts to T3 and they cannot lose weight. And I have to re, uh, I have to reintroduce carbs and calories and diet them up. So you want to make sure that you don't go too low carb for too long. You know, if you want to do keto to help your hot flashes, brilliant. Do it for one to three months, then fix your hormones and you won't need to be on such a strict diet. And the best carbs for you, you know, it's also good timing of carbs. Um, I like to do a lot of carb backloading where your carb and your insulin load is very low during the day. And then at night you have a nice bomb to give you a big insulin 
bump and drop your cortisol as a result and sleep through the night. Because you said carbs might help. What do you, what are you actually eating? Yeah. So sweet potatoes, white potatoes to me are like carb magic for a good night's sleep. White rice. And why white rice? Because it's way lower in arsenic than brown rice. And you should always soak your rice. Um, Brown rice and white rice have the same amount of carbs, by the way. So beans and lentils are also really high in resistant starch. Um, winter squash is butternut, acorn squash. If you are a pasta lover, you know, I like um, there's a Trader Joe's has like a cauliflower and yucky, which is good. Um, or Bonza makes like chickpea pasta that has a ton of protein and fiber. Um, so those are plantains, quinoa, those are my go-to. Yeah, me too. Those are good. Have you had cassava flour pasta? It's quite nice. I don't know if you've tried it. I haven't had cassava flour pasta, but I do love the Siete brand uh, tortillas and their tortilla chips. I like when we entertain. Oh, I love Siete. Isn't that the best? So good. So good. Yes. It's such good stuff. And then you've got Secrets of Gorgeous. Which you are, by the way. I mean, oh, just thank you. So beautiful. <laughs> thank you. And so then kind. you have uh, the Eat, Drink, and Be Gorgeous project. So tell us about the, a little bit of those two I books. Do. So Secrets of Gorgeous is was, was just an offshoot of my first pink Bible, Eat, Drink, and Be Gorgeous. So that is one tip per page of oh, lifestyle things. You know, it's a sweet little bathroom book, right? Just lifestyle things that you can do for, you know, really uh, optimal holistic living. And then the Eat, Drink, and Be Gorgeous project, um, it really follows Eat, Drink, and Be Gorgeous. So the whole motto of Eat, Drink, and Be Gorgeous is your body may be a temple. Who who says it can't be a nightclub? So it has a chapter on like, you know, living well while living it up. So there's a chapter on hangover recovery. There's a chapter on, uh, you know, PMS and breakups. There's supplement protocols for like all the things you do in your 20s and 30s when you're dating and having sex and drinking and, you know, how to really balance out. There's a, an illustration of me in a lab coat with fishnet tights and high heels holding like a martini <laughs> in one hand and a ball of vitamins in the other. And that was like, that was my 20s. It was like we grass by day, martinis at night. Uh, and then, yeah, so the Eat, Drink, and Be Gorgeous project piggybacks off that and says, okay, that's great. You know, if that worked well for you in your twenties and thirties, but now like the weight's kind of creeping on and your metabolism is shifting. Now you got to pick up some weights and do some resistance training and go higher protein and just be more cognizant of your carbs. And I have examples of four different eating plans. So um, there's, you know, a a balance plan. There is a plan to build muscle. There's a gluten-free plan. Uh, there's, um, oh my goodness, another plan. I can't even remember. Is that so funny? These books were written a while ago. Oh, no, I get it. And then there's Cave Women Don't Get Fat, but guess what, Lisa? You're the first podcast I'm announcing this to. So I'm going to start writing my next book. It's really going to be, uh, it's going to be for menopause and it's going to be amazing. And it's coming out. Fantastic. Coming out in 2022. So I'll be, I'll have to come back on when that's out. Anytime. That is so huge. So that's really exciting. That is amazing. So for people listening, let's say that they have a loved one or they themselves are having some kind of chronic health condition. It sounds like the first thing they need to do is find somebody that they trust, right? They have to, you have to shop around for a practitioner, right? And you have to have someone that listens to you, 
that doesn't kind of like, oh, are you, you know, I mean, that's crazy. That story about the Kabbalah and the Xanax. <laughs> you cannot make this shit up. Right. You cannot make this up. So what are some first steps? Because when you're in that, if, especially if you feel really lousy, you're just already overwhelmed. Yeah. Well, um, certainly I have a private practice, so reach out to me. Um, if I don't know, uh, you know, I, I do offer free consultations and, um, you know, I actually, I'm promoting ahead of the end of the episode here, but for seven sure. of your listeners, I open up my calendar. So if you go to estherblum.com forward slash call, C-A-L-L, you can get into my calendar and get a 30 minute consultation. There's zero charge wow. and you'll leave with like three strategic um, tools that will move the needle for you with your health. That's huge. So if it's hormone balances, if it's gut problems, uh, you know, if, if you have a particular puzzle you need to solve, this is a perfect call for you. Um, but then there's also the Institute for Functional Medicine, right? If you Google, it's ifm.org and they list functional medicine practitioners. Now you really have to go through them. And look, because not everyone's an MD and you've really got to look at their specialties and look at their website. Don't just think because they're on this website, they're automatically vet. I really have to vet carefully who I send people to. And then I, I do work with, you know, hormone the doctors who specialize in hormone issues, too. Um, and, you know, listen. I'm not dissing primary care either. Some, there are some primary care or family medicine providers that I work with who send me a lot of my patients and we work together and I can say, please order these tests and they do everything or except they won't do the hormone replacement that I have, to, but they'll do the other things. If somebody's got SIBO and I say, listen, this patient needs Zyfax and call the call the company, the drug companies or insurance companies, get them a discounted price and, treat the SIBO, you know, so it, it takes some, it takes a village for sure, but start, start there and ask around too, you know, listen, word of mouth. If you have friends, ask them, be like, do you go to a functional medicine doctor? Who is it? Do you like them? Are you getting results? And any practitioner you interview, like say, can I talk to a couple of your patients who have been success stories or read the testimonials on their website from real people? Um, that's how you also can get a good sense and, and listen to your gut too. I mean, I, you know, you know, you may not always know, and not every doctor will solve all of your problems. Sometimes it takes a few doctors to really finally get to that point. Yeah, that's true. Now I want to ask, cause I'm looking at your beautiful site. Uh, I love thank that you. silver shirt. It's beautiful. It might oh, be a dress. thank you. It's a dress. Yes. Thank you. Very, very pretty. Okay. So <laughs> Esther Blum, MS, cause you mentioned masters, RD, CDN and CNS. So you have, so are you a, like a registered dietitian in functional medicine? Is Yeah. So the MS and RD and CDN, that's all dietitian credentials. And then the CNS is um, my functional medicine certification through the certification board through nutrition specialists. Oh, cool. So okay. that's, yeah, you have to take board exams and do, you know, hardcore clinical CEs to maintain that licensure as well. Well, your grandfather would be proud. I mean, oh, you don't have to be a you. doctor, you know? I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, thank you. Esther, is there anything you wanted to add today? And I'd love to have you back. We can do like lots of little oh. different topics. They're just fabulous. Thank you so much. No, just don't give up hope on your healing. There are answers. And um, really just be 
don't be persistent and tireless with your effort. Even when you're really tired and you're like, oh my God, I'm so tapped out. I can't do this. You, you just have to forge on because the alternative is staying sick. So you really need to kind of have very specific goals that you want to achieve with your health. And the right, the you have a way, the universe has a way of bringing you the right uh, leaders and healers when the timing's right. So, Oh, that's great. And you are at estherblom.com. Yes. And they can find everything that you're doing. Yes, absolutely. And there's, um, I have a wonderful, uh, I have free downloads and eBooks, um, and resources on my site. You can follow me on Instagram as well. Um, and you can go to estherblum.com forward slash call C-A-L-L. Oh, good. Well, Esther, this was great. And your name is so beautiful. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Lisa. <laughs> really great. Thank you so much for coming on Talk Healthy today. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to Talk Healthy Today. Please do rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And also, if you want some behind the scenes on Talk Healthy Today or a chance monthly to win my book, Clean Eating Dirty Sex, which is a memoir, cookbook, healthy lifestyle guide, it's the title is just a play on words, please go to www.lisadavismph.com. Sign up for my newsletter. And once a month, you'll be getting some great information as well as being entered into a contest to win my book. So again, go to www.lisadavismph.com. Get more on Talk Healthy Today and keep coming back. There's always great information. Thank you.